God damn it, Marshall, the Christmas season is sucking this year. <laughs> Why do you say that, man? It just started. Because it's like 70 degrees outside. Someone stole packages off my porch. And I'm not getting anything I fucking want. Well, look at bright side. At least Santa didn't fuck your mom. What? We watched Christmas Evil. We watched it so you don't have to. So you know what time it is. Christmas Moon Goons, and welcome to the Horrible Horror Podcast, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. Movies so bad they're scary. I'm your host, Mr. Marshall Hampton. With me is all with me today, back fine, uh, after missing the previous one, is my co-host, my buddy, Mr. Aaron Southworth. Aaron, we kind of heard you a little bit of having a bad uh, Christmas season already, but other than that, how you doing? I'm feeling better now, man, because I'm watching, <laughs> uh, I'm hanging out. We're in the Horrible Horror Studios. We got donuts. We got drinks. It's the Christmas season, my favorite time of year. <laughs> Merry Christmas! <laughs> and if you've seen this movie, that's going to sound familiar. That is. Uh, that movie being the 1980 uh, Christmas Evil. Uh, this one's kind of, I've had this on my watch list, and I've seen it before this, but uh, on our to-do list. It was on your to-do list? To, on my to-do list. Were you checking it twice? Yes. Seeing if it was going to be... Naughty or nice? So bad, it's good, or so bad, it's scary. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, doesn't, uh, doesn't roll off the tongue nearly as no. much, does it? Um, I mean, pretty much ever since we start our, our first Christmas spectacular. Um, but I just we kept finding other things that were more wacky and more crazy to do. But finally, we're going to get up around it, and we're doing Christmas Evil this time. So, with that said, this movie was released on November 7th of 1980, written and directed by Lewis Jackson, who... Has only directed three movies. That's uh, he's only got three movies to his credit, and this was the last one he did. Oh, uh, you can find this movie on a lot of places right now. It's on Tubi, Hulu, Vudu, Sling TV, Fu- Fubo TV, Amazon Showtime, and YouTube TV. Goddamn. Yeah. Uh, the cast. Let's uh, uh, let's talk about some of these people. There's probably only I think three people I'm talking about in this cast. Um, first, our main guy, uh, Harry Stadling, is played by uh, Brandon Margit, Margit, Maggot, I don't know. Harry Maggot. <laughs> Harry Mag, Brandon Maggot. Brandon Maggot. Uh, he's got 48 credits, mostly TV spots, um, including things like 30 episodes of Sesame Street, where he played Buddy and George the Mailman. Right on. Uh, he was on Newhart, Murder, She Wrote, Murphy Brown, Who's the Boss, ER, Boy Meets World, Married with Children, and Ellen... Not her talk show, but her show, her old sitcom. A lot show. of TV. Uh, yeah, mostly TV. It's yeah. almost all TV. Uh, his other movies include include The World, According to Garp, uh, Brian De Palma's Dress to Kill, which also starred Michael Caine, Angela Dickinson, and Dennis Franz. And a side note, probably the most interesting about him is he is the father of the 1990s skeletal anorexic singer Fiona Apple. 
No shit. Yep. That's Fiona Apple's dad? Yep. That's Papa Apple? That's Papa Apple. Holy <laughs> shit. I wonder how he felt about that weird gap ad that, or that video she did. I'm in a bad, bad Yeah. I, I do like that video, though. <laughs> I'm like, ugh, I feel dirty. <laughs> I feel sweaty. I'm sweaty in here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> good, yep. for, good for him. Yep. Papa Apple. Um, Phil Stadling is played by Jeffrey uh, DeMond. 119 credits, including Stephen King's The Mist and Stephen King's Green Mile. He's on X-Files, Outer Limit, Shawshank Redemption, so three Stephen King references or connections. The 1988 remake of The Blob, which as a nice. kid, I love that movie. It's oh, terrified ab- me. It's, it's great. That's the sewer scene in that movie scared the shit out of I me. I love that movie kid. as an adult. Yeah. Um, Midsummer, the, the Hitcher, he's also in The Hitcher. Uh, Midsummer Night's Dream, where he played Bottom. But nowadays, he's probably most famous in his older years. Because he was the living moral compass on The Walking Dead, where he played Dale. He's Dale from The Walking Dead. Holy shit. Yep. That's crazy. Yep, I thought so too. Because this dude is pretty shredded. Yeah. In this. They have a scene where he's doing push-ups. I'm like, ooh, daddy-like. Yeah, he, he is <laughs> and, then, and then you see Dale, and he's just like, slubby old guy. Yeah, well, it happens to all now, of us. Yeah. happens to all of us. Oh, but he's Dale. And the only other person I'm going to mention who has a very small part in this movie but went on to some level of success and fame is Patricia Richardson, who plays Moss's mother, and she's probably most famous for starring across from Tim Allen on Home Improvement as his, her, his wife, Jill Taylor. Uh, this is her film debut. Oh, no shit. Want to go to Namajong and uh, committing, you know, child, child abuse. abuse. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Went on to be a family, a wholesome family mom. Yes. TV mom, yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's... So that's uh, Let's rip open the stocking of, uh, I don't know what to call it. <laughs> ripping open the stocking is actually an appropriate phrase. Usually you say ripping open the presents, but ripping open the stocking, that's going to come up very soon. <laughs> so um, we open on Christ- <clears throat> excuse me. Christmas Eve, 1947, where two young boys and their mom sit on the stairs waiting for Santa to come down the chimney, uh, which he actually does. Santa comes down out of the fireplace, partakes in the milk and cookies left for him, then places presents on the tree while the family watches from the shadows. Santa looks back at them, gives them a little wink, a little touch of his nose, and disappears back up the chimney. Like, zoop! Just, like, jumps. Like, gives a little hop, and boop! He's, like, goes. back up. And then we hear his sleigh um, fly off into the night with the sleigh bells ring. Now we cut to the two brothers back in their beds. The older brother tells the younger one that Santa was just their dad, uh, but the younger brother refuses to believe that and insists that it was Santa. So the younger brother gets out of bed, goes downstairs, and to what? And to that, I'm sorry. And that's when he sees Santa getting it on with his mom. <laughs> Santa is kissing her, fondling her, filling up her legs, practically eating her out. Well, it's it's a, it's a weird kind of position they're in. She's standing up with like her, and she's like holding her slip up so. Revealing her panties and her like stockings. stockings. And he's like sitting, but kind of propping himself up with one arm, kind of like lifting his butt off the ground so he can get as close as he can to her crotch. It's really awkward looking. It's definitely like porn positioning. It's like the weird, you know, like not, nobody would really do this, but you have to do it to get that good film angle. Yeah, it's it's really strange. Almost looks like he's ready to give her a blowjob. You know, like, but it's like, no, man, you gotta, you gotta move a little bit. You gotta change your position. Okay, okay, whatever. You guys do it weird. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that how it goes? Is that how you do it? Is that sex? That's the way you do it. All right. 
Um, so the boy runs upstairs uh, to some room or attic. He, yeah, he um, runs up to the attic. Yeah, I get And there's Because he runs up like three flights of stairs. I'm like, this is a nice house. <laughs> <laughs> and he grabs a snow globe. And he just takes it and smashes it on the floor as visions of Santa banging his mom, dancing his head. Um, <laughs> the boy takes a piece of broken glass and then cuts himself on the hand with it. So we have a cutter now. Damn, bro. Just just because you saw Santa boinking. Boinking mama. Mom. You know, the, boinking mom. the tree. Um, you saw mommy boinking Santa Claus. That's what I was going for. Uh, we fade to red and roll the opening credits. And uh uh, and at this point, we see in the credits, the movie's actually titled Better Watch Out, Not Christmas Evil. So we have another one of those weird, they changed the name of the movie, but didn't change it in the titles type thing. So, Okay, I'm pretty sure you're right. But for some reason, I'm thinking it was called Naughty or Nice. Mm. I could be completely wrong. I don't think so. I was drinking last night. <laughs> um, after the credits, we go to the present day. Where Harry, who wears Santa PJs, wakes up in bed. Spoiler alert, Harry is uh, the younger brother we just saw. Yeah, and when you say Santa PJs, it's not like PJs with like pictures of Santa on like no, he's fucking dressed as Santa like, in like, bed. Yeah, they're kinda like Santa PJs. Yeah, just yeah. just sans beard and wig. Yeah. He's he's got the hat on and he's got the, the suit. Like a PJ styled yeah, Santa it suit. Minus the big black belt and boots, but it's it's basically a two piece pajama set that looks like yeah. Um, so, um, here we go. uh, Harry gets up and he does his stretches and starts dancing a bit to Christmas music. Uh, and we see that his place is decked out with Christmas decorations, toys, and dolls. There's Santas everywhere. He is one festive fuck. Yes, he is. Uh, we see that his build, uh, that he's building his own actual Santa suit. And he has some flat, more flashbacks to his mom banging Santa at this point, too. Maybe he's thinking he's going to get some. Maybe. He's like, oh, this is what I needed to get laid because women love Santa. It's been a dry spell for a while. You go on the Santa Claus route. <laughs> I saw it pay off. I saw it with my own eyes. Yeah. He's, he's at works. Um, cut to Harry on a rooftop spying on kids with binoculars. Dude. <laughs> Fucking creepy. They just went right into the creep zone right like, creep like that. Zone. Like, bam. Yep. Um. Not even give him a chance. Like, oh, this guy's a good guy. Or that's a, that's nope. Straight to the creep zone, as they said. Uh, he spies on these kids being. He spies on two kids being good, uh, but when he gets to Moss Garcia in his room with a penthouse magazine, yeah, cutting out nudie pictures, uh, he freaks out. He he sees it, he's like ah! and he takes off running, like sprinting, sprinting all the way back to his place where he pulls out two very large books. One book is the good kids book, and the other is the naughty kids book. And he fills out both books. First, the good kids and all their good deeds. And then he gets the Moss's entry in the bad book, where he lists all the bad things that Moss has done. Some of the things on the list are, he uses profane language, pulls Sally's hair, kicks over trash cans, gets up late every day, picks his nose... <laughs> And has negative body hygiene. Sounds like my kind of guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love when they show him like cutting out the centerfold, yeah. holding it up, like like cutting along the woman, just so it's just the woman, not yeah. the pages. And he's holding her like, yeah, I'm like that kid's hilarious. Yes, I, I agree too. Moss is awesome. Um, we cut to uh, Harry. Although, I, I, who the fuck names your kid Moss? Like that's just the weirdest, weirdest thing to name a kid. I mean, now where's like. 
blanket or blue apple or, or Bubba right. or North. Whatever but, the fuck um, Elon Musk's kid name is. Yeah, I, but like Moss? Like really? Like that's just so weird. Moss, I mean, it might be a family name or something, but Moss Garcia. Garcia usually comes from like a Hispanic. Spanish. Yeah, yeah. so. They do not look and, Hispanic at all. Well, it's, uh, you know, but it's just kind of like Moss. Huh, okay. Yeah. Um. So now we cut to Harry. Uh, he's now at work at the Jolly Time Toy Factory. Uh, where they seem to make the shittiest looking toys I've, and I use the toy, the term toy very loosely here. Um, Harry is now a manager who has just been promoted off the line. Uh, and he's given a speech slash talk to some of his underlings, his workers about them not caring about making good toys or not caring enough about the, the product, I guess. Um, trying to motivation, yeah. you know, trying to motivate, like, hey guys, we make the best toys. We need to make toys. Toys matter. When you have a good quality toy, it can last for years and years and bring joy to a child. And you know the importance of good quality. Come on, guys, we can do it. You know, he's he's you can tell he's passionate about his job. And I'm like, good for you, Harry. Yeah. Um, in comes Frank, who is asking for someone to take his night shift tonight because his wife wants to leave early for their little trip, their little getaway they're going on. Babe. Basically, Frank somehow ends up getting Harry to take his shift on the line tonight. Um, and that's the scene. Uh, then we watch Harry working Frank's shift. It cuts to Harry working the shift on the line. Uh, when the shift is over, Harry leaves the factory, walks home. On the way home, he passes a bar. And he looks inside. And to what to his wandering eyes should appear but Frank laughing and drinking several beers. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, you see that? Yeah. <laughs> Frank is hanging with his buddies and laughing about how he got that schmuck Harry to work for him. Uh, mad Harry runs home, picks up his shirtless boy doll. Yeah, this was weird. I mean, real creepy. Right off the bat, you'd think you'd like. I get it. Not everyone's in a confrontation with Stormin, and you know, be like, "Motherfucker!" You know, I mean, yeah. that's that's probably what I would do. But at the same time, he gets he has a real weird reaction. Yeah, he sprints home again. Sprints, sprints home. Grabs this weird doll, shirtless, boy shirtless doll. bald, boy, just and he starts squeezing it, like and squeezing ball. it, yeah. and squeezing it while he's humming like "Deck the Halls" yeah, he's or humming, yeah, he's, some he's, he's humming like uh, "Hark the Herald," I think it's "Hark the Herald," and he just starts squeezing. It's getting more and more intense. I'm like, I'm impressed. I'm like, I'm pretty convinced that this guy is snapping. Yeah, he, and he, then, he squeezes so tight, he actually like breaks the thing in his hand. And then there was a sense of relief. Yeah, like he's like. Arr, arr, <sighs> you know and i'm like okay this is like a perfect metaphor for this bitch is about to snap <laughs> so you know i'm thinking okay this is a good I, I i like this part a lot i felt like it was building up like okay he's all of a sudden realized he's relieving his stress and anxiety by breaking things and maybe he's gonna start breaking people Ooh. naughty kids naughty 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 what, what i don't know what is it from saturday night dead night two or something like that Naughty. 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 Um, we cut back to Harry outside someone's house now, looking in through their windows as kids and parents play. Uh, the kids are ushered off to bed when the parents start making out on the couch while Harry stands there watching them through the window, getting it on. Oh, dude. Uh, and then we just next see Harry watching the big Christmas Day parade on TV while eating cereal the next morning. <laughs> uh, we jump back to the couple we just saw. Uh, I mean, I have four making out. They're making out again, so these two just keep going at it. They just can't keep their hands off each other. Have you but, seen that guy with the shirt off? I, I understand. Hey, old Man Dale. Was, <laughs> was, young was, Man Dale. Yeah, Young Man Dale was keeping it tight in yeah, the 80s. Uh, 
Only now we learn that this guy is Harry's brother, Phil. And Phil's wife, uh, obviously the girl, wants Phil to promise her that he, he, being Phil, will leave Harry alone today and stop being uh, so mean to him for his past mistakes. Doesn't get any more uh, explanation than that, but that's what we get. So past mistakes. I mean, you kind of see the difference in living. Like, Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, like Harry yeah, lives by not, himself in Harry's an apartment. Like, like, yeah, kind of cruddy. Like, it's not that bad, but it's basically a small little apartment. And then Phil and his wife are in this like, two, multi-story, big-ass house. Very, definitely. Mm-hmm. Happy family, yeah. kids playing. You know, yeah. it's, it's your your. your picturesque family yeah exact opposite uh they get a phone call from harry who says that he's not gonna make it over for dinner tonight um harry goes in now like he goes into like this trance like state when santa appears in the parade it's like he's almost hypnotized by seeing santa on the tv and i love seeing this old footage this like 1970 late 70s early yeah. 80s like footage of these parades and stuff because i remember like that's what we grew up with like yeah. watching that shit like the macy's day parade and it just it just seems so disorganized compared to how they have it today especially now today but everything's so regimented and like really well orchestrated where it's like kids are just falling over people are spilling <laughs> in the streets there's there's balloons crashing into the side of the walls of the buildings i'm like fucking 80s man fucking 80s so, uh, like I said, Harry's in this trance and uh, in seeing Santa. And then we just see Harry now starting to dress up as Santa. He's putting on his, his homemade Santa suit and he's getting all Santified. Uh, which leads us to a montage of the city getting ready for Christmas. Like the city workers are putting up lights. People are hanging up stuff outside their houses. Trees are going up. They show Rockefeller Center. Storefront yeah. windows are getting decorated and whatnot. And then... We also get shots of Harry working on his Santa suit while humming more Christmas tunes. Uh, then we see him painting the image of Santa's sleigh on the sides of his white pedophile van. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that it's it's like when you saw him do the naughty nice thing with the kids. You're like, okay, that's fucking weird. But maybe he's just got a weird complex. But then you see the pedo van, and you're like, <laughs> oh no! It's, it's it's just a plain white big van with a no, windows, van, no windows, no windows, <laughs> no windows. <laughs> And he's painting a, Santa, a giant Santa sled on the side of it. Oh, no, Harry, say it so. While reciting the list of good kids and what toys each kid is going to get. Yes, that was weird, too. I, mean, I got to say, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, the next day, Harry's walking home with a bag of groceries. Uh, and the neighboring kids across the street are hanging out. And they're all like, hi, Harry, hi. And uh, he's, like, walking along. He's like, Hey, it's a great day. What'd you all wish for today? You got to wish for something every day. And so all the kids get kind of like basic answers. Like I, one wish, like I wish to be a firefighter. And then other answers, like, I wish for a new bike and blah, 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 blah. But then we get to good old Moss. Yeah. <laughs> Which by the way, I, I got to talk about Moss's name, but I love his answer to this. <laughs> what did he wish for? Cause he wished for a lifelong subscription to penthouse magazine. Yeah. <laughs> he just shouts that out with no bandage. I <laughs> fuck the game. Like I want a lifelong subscription to penthouse magazine. <laughs> so <laughs> we cut back to Harry at his place, looking at pictures of Santa shoving a naughty kid into a sack. And then like an evil judge Santa. Or something like that, sitting as in his, uh, which is really weird because like it I, was Krampus esque. It, it, it 
It should have been a Krampus shoving him into his bag, but it's clearly a Santa Claus, not the Krampus. Well, I'm sure there's still some areas that borrowed the idea of Krampus, and maybe they had a good Santa and bad Santa, or they just said Santa will be good to good kids and bad to bad kids. Maybe. But dropping the demon side of it. So, but yeah, it was it was definitely old. It was definitely like in the twenties or right, teens. Yeah, you know, it was yeah. old, old art or old, old. And then pieces. the one like Santa is like a judge. Like it's like it's yeah, old, not, not like a minor, but like one of those old like British courts where the judge sits up really, really, really high, high on the bench, and black and white, and he's drawn. looking down ju- judgingly. Very judgingly, yeah. <laughs> Imagine so, that a judge looking judgingly. <laughs> um. Also on his desk though, which is even creepier. I mean, it's already he's been really fucking creepy already, but this is really creepy. Um, there's a pic. He's looking at this picture. Oh yeah, and like, starts and br- breathes real deeply, as as he says, "Little Susie or Sally." Look, he's like, oh, "Look at that," and like it's this picture of this this blonde girl, like like Sally or Susie from a six car- years old, seven years yeah, old. Maybe and he's just, and on his desk. Like, why does he have that? And he's looking at it. And it's like, oh, "Look at that, look little at Sally." And I'm like, oh, just, just, just a doll. Yeah, uh, and then he lowers the picture down, like face down on the desk, so like she won't be exposed yeah. to the naughty list that he pulls out and starts reading from it, starting with moss. These aren't for your eyes, sweetheart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's cringy. It's, it's fucking. I feel like I need to go take a shower. So. They're laying all these hints. It's not too subtle no, either subtle that he's all. a fucking pedo perver weirdo. But he, the, the, the spoiler alert. I mean, there, there nothing like that ever happens. But it right. still gives you that slimy, smarty feeling. Yeah. Um. I, I I hate to almost make this comparison because I know I was never one who 100 percent believed in it. But it's like what people I can't get to that kind of what people thought about like Michael Jackson. It's like overly kid, like loved kids and all this stuff for kids. But what it was never. They people say he was a kid toucher father, but there, but it's like, and but the same with 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 Harry, it's kind of the same, but like he never actually touches kid, but he's just like he has well, an, old, like, old, an unhealthy love of children. You need to I watch think. Finding Neverland. <laughs> that you'll your your tune will change, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have never seen it. Um, don't just you know what just just, just know he was a fucking creep. <laughs> yeah, you um, know he was damaged goods, but he was a fucking creep. Just leave it at that. So um. We jumped to Lair that night, and under the cover of darkness, he runs over to Moss's house. And at this point, we've seen him run a few times, and I haven't commented on it, but I got to. The way Harry runs is so fucking comical. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. Like, nobody runs. It looks like he's trying to do that, that floss dance that everybody's, uh, while running. Like, he's, his arms aren't going back and forth. Swinging side to side. They're swinging side to side. It's the weirdest thing. Can it's, you floss? No. It's not that hard. I can teach you. Oh, thanks. Okay. And show your kid, she'll think you're awesome. <laughs> um, so once he gets to Moss's house, he hides outside and spies on Moss as he watches TV and plays with toys. One of which is the a Jolly Tie Jolly Dream toy motorcycle thing that they they saw him make at the house uh, factory. Uh, Harry covers his hands and face in mud for some reason, like he's Arnold Schwarzenegger in Predator. Dude, this pr- I know where like I'm gonna cover myself in mud. <laughs> he co- he covers his entire face with mud, and I'm thinking, 
okay, he's going to break in and something bad's going to happen because he's, you know, he's trying to like camouflage himself yeah, or he's going to sneak around. I'm like, it's not a bad idea if it's spur of the moment. You're like, oh, I forgot my mask. I forgot my ski mask. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot my, forgot my kid murdering mask. You need to improvise here. But all he does. But is, he doesn't. He doesn't go in the house. No, no. he does. It's weird. I don't understand. He like marks the house, like he gives himself like all the mud, that muddy hands, muddy face, and he just goes up to like the the side of the house and just pushes his hands and his, and his face, face up against the house and pulls back and there's just two muddy handprints and like but a little of, bit of but face. Instead of the whole face, it's just like his muddy lips. Like, it's like he kissed the, the house. tip of his nose and lips. Yeah, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's like so, so it's, it's such a strange looking, and he seems so proud of it. Yeah, he, he looks like so he happy. steps back. He's like, yeah, that's my fucking muddy handprints and <laughs> it's nose like mouth masterpiece. It's, like, <laughs> it's such an odd choice. So that's it. Um, and then Moss and his mother come out the back door. She's in a hurry to get to some something wherever they're going. Harry ducks behind some bushes to hide. Uh, Mar- Moss looks back and sees the bushes moving, so he's like, "I'm gonna go over and check to get a closer look." And then <laughs> Harry again, don't know what he's trying to do here, but he just like lunges a fist out in front of Moss's face. Not like he's trying to actually grab him because he could have easily grabbed him. But like the scare, like the scare, but he's like, "Yeah." Like, just reaches out a hand and makes a fist right in front of Moss's face. Almost like a snatch sound, like like you yeah. tried to grab him, like like that. Yeah, something like that. Uh, Moss scares Moss. He runs to his mom screaming about a monster in the bushes. But at this point, his mom has had enough of Moss. And, and something <laughs> happens that you will probably never see in a modern movie again. Especially... Uh, Christmas themed Christmas movie. <laughs> the mother just lashes out and slaps the shit out of Moss. And this was not a stunt man. This wasn't like they got a midget to stand in for him or a, a trick camera angle. No, this was th- she really just fucks hauled up and slaps this kid in the face. What down? And then forces him into the car. Like, get your ass in the car. I'm tired of this. I want to go to my mahjong game. It's like I knew you pulled this shit, ruining my own <laughs> night off. I'm yeah. like, God damn. Like, damn, Patricia Richardson slapped a kid. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. That's why JTT never got out of line. <laughs> they knew Patricia Ridge would slap a bitch. <laughs> um, so we cut to Harry now in some kind of wooden shed or shack now that he's turned into like his own creepy Santa toy workshop. There's dolls and like marionettes all over the place. Yeah, and he's like doing smelt work. Yeah, like he's pouring, iron work. Yeah, he's yeah. pouring burning hot liquid metal into molds. Like Rudy and Monster Crawl making bullets in chemistry class. Which, by the way, can we talk about that for a moment? Because how the <laughs> hell was that allowed to happen? And then that's another thing you will never see in another movie, Doc. A kid making bullets, bullets in, in shop school, class. <laughs> in chemistry class, I'm just making bullets. And the teachers don't even know us. Like, He's not paying attention. Yeah. Uh, it's the 80s. So basically, Harry's making metal versions of the plastic toys that they uh, make at his factory. So, which, speaking of which, we jump to the Jolly Time Christmas party at the factory. Um, Harry's there, and he sees this video of, like, the company owner um, talking about donating toys to needy children. Yeah, he's sitting the- on a beach. He's like, hey, you guys, why don't you contribute? Why don't you give money to this charity? I'm not going to do it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like- well, he's saying the factory is going to, like, donate a certain amount of toys to the Willowy Springs Hospital for retarded children. Yes. I can actually say that because they literally say the hospital for retarded children yes and i knew you would have a certain <laughs> amount of glee with that i don't know why you love that word so much I don't know. but anyway uh yeah it, but those those hospitals back yeah. in like dude that's the that's what made geraldo's it was either geraldo or john stosselman i don't know 
Yeah, it made his career. Did you see that? Man, that was like grim. Well, real grim. I was going to talk, talk about this later, but actually, the. The, the, that hospital in this movie and the report we see a few times on TV are based were inspired by the the real thing of Geronimo. Gotcha. The, the report yeah. is supposed to resemble Geronimo with the big flowy hair and the mustache. Gotcha. Yeah, the, I can see it now. Yeah, yeah you're right. The, hospital, it, the real hospital is not Willowy Springs. It was like uh, Willow Meadows or something like that. Okay, so it's, yeah. Because it's supposed to be, it's based on that. That was he, that was huge. That yeah. was, I mean, it launched Geraldo's career into the stratosphere and it, it exposed like all this like corruption Ugh, it's so gross, man. Yeah, so um, Harry starts talking to people. Um, sorry. He starts talking to people about how he, being Harry, has found the right tune after all these years. Which, at this point, like, what the fuck? What's he talking about? He then introduces um, Harry. Uh, this is his... I'm sorry, he's talking to his boss. Like, not the main guy, not the guy, we, not the company His His, owner, his supervisor, his, his, his guy, his boss. Yeah. Uh, introduces Harry to the hot new young super executive that's going to really shoot up the ranks of the company. Um, and I feel like this is the time of the when the yuppies were starting to be a thing. Yeah. You know, the young professional go-getter cokeheads who wanted to take over the world. Yeah. You know, and American this, psycho type. Yes, this is this is the beginning of it. This yeah. is the the, 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 the groundwork's being laid for yuppiedom to be achieved. Exactly. And, and that's yeah. exactly this guy. This yeah. young... Blonde, good-looking guy in the suit. Like, yeah. once, once kick ass. Yeah. Um. So, um, Harry wants to talk to him about the uh, the film on the TV and how it's the guy, the owners like say it's not. They don't say precisely how many toys are gonna be donated. And the boss is like, "Well, that's that's the new Hot Shots idea. And it's his first campaign to really help the company." So Hot Shots says, "Like, hey, I have no idea how many kids are in those hospitals at all." Uh, but the company can't shore the whole burden. Like, what do you expect? We can't do it all. And then Harry gets upset because basically they expect the heart, the blue collar, hard nosed worker, I guess, take money out of their pockets to buy these toys right. and instead and, of the company doing it. Themselves. And Harry came from that world. You yeah. know, he's just now in the white collar world. He was a blue collar worker on the line. He even talks earlier about how he misses the line. Yeah, he did. Yeah, um, <clears throat> which is how he Frank dubbed him he's like oh you missed the line so much well why aren't you gonna work my shift for me do it yeah. right, thanks buddy i'm out and that's yeah, how it exactly is. yeah um, but man i've had those supervisors before who've gone from like in nursing like we had this one guy who worked i'm not kidding dude he must have worked 60 plus hours a week he just loved being a nurse like he was he was a float nurse he was a jack of all trades you could put him on any floor and he could do anything everyone loved him he knew policies he knew time off he knew all that shit but he was kind of awkward socially awkward as soon as he became like a supervisor, complete. It, it's not unlike Harry. Complete opposite. He's totally by the book, hammering everyone, just really needling. And like he got fired not too long afterwards oh. because <laughs> he couldn't. He his separation was too great. Wow. Like he completely plugged, unplugged from the blue collar, hardworking on the floor nurse <laughs> to the to the person who's gonna you know break your balls and tell you exactly what you need to do. He got fired, and then later that year, mangled his hand in a snowblower. Oh, God. Oh, that's awful. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ain't going to be working the floor no more, bitch. Nope. <laughs> um, so, Harry then says some cryptic shit to Hot Shot, saying that you're worse than him, meaning the big boss. He doesn't even know why... The tune needs to be played, but you actually know how to play it and look what you're doing with it. So 
we don't know what that means at all at this point, but that's what he says. And yeah, then he it, just walks away and leaves the party. And you see that's kind of like a psychological breakdown. It's like he has this, I, I guess it'd be somewhat of a manifesto as he's talking about this tune yeah. that he that the world is going to dance to and that, that he's going to bring and bring everything, bring all the light to the people. Yeah. Um, so Harry goes home, grabs a bunch of sacks, and then this, and it just cuts to Harry back in the factory, stealing all the toys off the assembly line. Grabbing those Harry sacks. <laughs> it's so cheap. I had to that take was it. Cheap. Yeah, I was like, you were waiting for that one. I could tell. <laughs> um, the next day, we see Harry on the outside, like outside the city, like the city's in the background across the river, and he's shoveling dirt into sacks, uh, which. I don't even know if this even comes back into play. I don't know what this is for. Like, why he's shoveling dirt into sacks, but he is. And then it just comes to him dressing himself up in his Santa suit and um, and gluing his beard onto his face. Um, and, and while he's doing it, he starts crying and laughing in joy. Like, he, like He's, like, tugging on it. And, it's and not like, coming it's off. It's not coming off. It's like he's, he's a part he, of him He now. thinks it's funny, but he's also kind of crying. Because he's so happy because it's, I'm Santa, I'm Santa. It's, it's, it's really strange. It's really strange. And you're, I forgot about the sack, the filling the dirt with, like, I was like, did he kill someone and bury, did I miss something? Yeah, I thought he was burying, going to bury somebody, but he's like, no, he's just filling a sack with dirt, and that's it. And it never comes never back. Never comes back. Um, so now we jump to Christmas Eve night. Harry is in his full Santa getup and breaking into kids' homes, leaving presents underneath their trees. He's really just breaking and entering into houses now. Yeah, that's and, what Santa does, right? That's basically what Santa does, but he's just leaving toys now. Um, under one of the trees, he finds toys from the Jolly Dream Factory, but when he looks at them, he sees that they're like broken and not fully assembled, which he just laughs at. Because I guess it's proving his point about, you know, it's, I think it's like a, a sad laugh. Because like, like, they're talking about how they don't care about the quality of the toy anymore and they're just making them cheap. And here he's like, like laughing because like how he was right or something like that, like how bad they've become. Um, oh, and then here we go. He does leave a sack of dirt. There he goes. Um, I guess he did, but for moss as doorstep. At least I think that's what it was. Because so, he doesn't go into moss. He leaves something on the doorstep. Yeah. Okay. So I completely missed that because he he does go to Moss's house and it says two moss and it has like a picture of an ugly kid or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like this, oh, like a yeah. frowning ugly face. Yeah. And I'm thinking. Is it a bomb? Is it something crazy? Like, is it, it's gonna be like glass. He's gonna reach in, you know. And I'm like, it was dirt. It's, I think I guess it was just dirt because yeah. it never comes back. It never comes back. We never I mean, like, like, at least make a like shit or something. I mean, like, <laughs> like dirt. Like okay, but yeah, it, yeah. He leaves. I guess he's a little he classier than shitting in a box, Marshall. That's tr- okay, well, he is. He wears pajamas to bed. <laughs> That's classy. So next, Henry drives to the, the hospital for retarded children to deliver all the stolen toys that he, he ganked from the factory. And there's this big scene of them doing it. It goes on for a while. I'm going to skip over it, but that's what happened. I kind of love the scene, though. Like, it was very festive. Yeah. Like, like at it first, you're like, the, you're, it, like, it you're, like, you're like, you're like, oh, no, creepy. what's going to happen? Is something bad going to happen? But no, it's all pure. It's all good. The staff yeah. come out. They're like, thank you so much, Santa. Thank you. Thank you. Thank well, you. At first, they're even they're, they're oh, Sure. They're like, why are you here? What are absolutely. You That's why it's like the, the tension starting to build, like something fucked up is going to happen. But it turns out to be like this great Christmas moment. Yeah. Um. So anyway, after that scene, he drives to the church where his boss and hotshot are attending Christmas service. He waits outside for the service to end. As people filter out, he stands at the bottom of the stairs on the sidewalk looking for his boss and hotshot in the crowd. 
some random dude start teasing him and giving him giving him the business. That's yeah, the- and it's it's more yuppies. Yeah. It's very yuppie s. They're young. They're dressed real nice. There's like four of them, like two girls and two guys. Like, yeah, what's up, Santa? What's what you got in the bag? Yeah. Why don't and, you do a little song for us, bitch? Yeah, and all the other church girls are just standing there watching it. Like, yeah, fuck you, Santa. Yeah, like, no, I'm like just going about their way. They all stand there and watch these Peace, people. love, and suck my nuts, Santa. Yeah. <laughs> just watch these people give Santa the business. Bully Santa. So, so, <laughs> on Christmas Eve, by the way, that's so a whole crowd stands there watching people bully Santa. <laughs> Uh, like I kind of get this like drunk people at a bar or something like that. But these are supposed to be the good, the church going the church, people, like the the, the wealthy church the wealthy going people. Stand yeah. there and watch four douches bully Santa oh, on go Christmas on, go on. Eve. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, he spots his boss and, and hotshot. He starts to make a move towards him, but the random assholes block his way again and get in his face. So Harry says he has something for the guy. But the guy teases, he's like, hey, I have something for you. And he pulls out one of the toy soldiers holding, like, a sword or something from his sack. Yeah, the sword's pointing straight out. Yeah, pointing straight out. And um, where was it? And then uh, Harry just stabs the guy in his soft, wet eye hole. Goddamn! <laughs> Goddamn! Right in the eye. Um, and uh, the crowd starts screaming <laughs> at this point. Harry pulls out a festive hatchet. <laughs> it's a fucking hatchet with the shaft of the haft, the heft, haft, haft of the handle. It looks like a candy cane. It's red and white. And he's just chopping away. And it's kind of, it's quick editing. You can't really tell who, but he's hitting multiple he's people. Hit, just right at the top of the head, just hacking him in their heads. Um, people are screaming. It's, yeah. it's like, holy shit. Yeah, he's killing them as well. Harry just keeps hacking at people, and I think he ends up killing, like, two guys and a woman or something Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. One's uh, horribly injured, yeah. And then before hopping back in his van, his inconspicuous van oh, with a most... giant Santa sleigh on it, and drives away. <laughs> Not exactly like, the best getaway car. When there's, like, 30 people who've watched this whole thing go down. <laughs> this, this big white van with a goddamn Christmas sleigh on the side of it. Be on the lookout for it. I see it. Don't worry. I already know what it is. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> uh, and he, but he never actually gets to his boss or a hot shot. He never actually gets to him. Which is kind of a bummer. Yeah. Um, next, we see Harry at the Family and Friends Association Christmas Party, uh, which really has nothing to do. Like, this organization has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. It's just another Christmas party he's at. Um because he's looking in through, he's spying on him like yeah. through the window again. Because so, he loves spying through windows. As Santas and, do, I guess? I guess. They watch you if you're naughty or nice. But yeah, so after Santa commits horrible murder, <laughs> yeah. he goes to more of a blue collar, like a little bit lower. And, and, and what does Santa do? Fucking parties! <laughs> a couple guys spy on him, out, see him outside looking through the windows. Like, get in here, Santa. Come on. They, they drag I, him I love their, their logic. They go, we caught you. You have to do what we say. He's not a fucking the leprechaun. leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I swear. I, I looked in the credits, and I didn't see his name, but I swear one of the guys that brings him in looked like Reggie Bannister. Like kind of bald. I, I swear it was Reggie Bannister. I'm not sure, but well, it I think looks like I think him. I know which guy you're talking about. 
um, because he looked super familiar to me too. But I think he's an Italian. Like I've seen a lot of a gangster movies and stuff. He's mm. like kind of like an underboss kind of dude on the sides. I couldn't think of his name. I, I, like I said, I was drinking last night. I didn't take time to look it up. Yeah, like I said, Brady Banister wasn't in the credits, at least on IMDb that and stuff. But I maybe it's, it's happened before where people are in movies uncredited. They they just do like they're in there for a moment. But I don't know. I guess it wasn't. But it looked fucking like Reggie Banister. Um. So anyway, um. And yeah, the vitamin. So Harry is inside. He, like Aaron said, he's partying it up. Yeah, he, like he comes in. Everyone, it's kind of quiet at first, but then he's like, "Ha ha, Merry Christmas!" It's like, yeah, yeah, get this guy a drink. Yeah, he, he's, <laughs> he's dancing with the women and the kids. Uh, he's giving toasts. He goes full on Santa, wishing everyone a Merry Christmas. He tells the kids to be good, or if they're not, he'll bring them something horrible. Which <laughs> that gets a little creepy. It, it kind of kills the mood for a second. Then he goes, "Ha ha ha ha!" Yeah. <laughs> and then like, he leaves with some loud ho ho hoes, and everyone's cheering him and just loving it, living it up. He went from a murdering psycho to like the, the life, life of the party. party. <laughs> yep. And then he just leaves the party. He gets back in his van and starts. Um, Shouting out like the "Come down or come blitz and common and Cupid," you know that whole thing as he's driving away. Uh, then we cut to him at some house. We, we don't know. It's just a house. He gets a sack and a ladder out from his van. Heads up to heads to the house. He climbs up to the roof, where he literally tries to go down the chimney, but he gets stuck. Like severely stuck. <laughs> like yeah. and they they played this scene pretty good. I love this scene because like, he's stuck and he's like trying to like hop down a little bit, and then you, you see this look at his face like. Oh shit! If I hop down anymore, I'm gonna get stuck in the fucking chimney yeah. for real. There's no way I'm gonna get out. So he's basically like almost past the point of no return, yeah. <laughs> and he's trying to push himself out and push himself out. You see him getting red. And Harry's not like a muscular guy. No, like, and he finally squeezes, and <laughs> oh, falls over, gets out of the chimney, falls over the side. Like oh, 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 <laughs> this movie could have been over. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, I. It was a pretty funny scene, and I, I'm really glad they actually kept this scene in. Like, it was kind of hilarious. Yeah. And like, the fact that he really thought he could go down a chimney. Um, so he climbs back down the ladder, <laughs> breaks into the house in the more traditional way by breaking into a basement window. <laughs> <laughs> and we see that it's um, it's Frank's house now. Um and this time he goes when he goes up to the first floor where he places presents on the tree for the kids who are awake and see him. Uh, Harry turns around and sees the kids dart away and he follows them to their bedrooms where the kids are pretending to be asleep in their bed. Next he goes to Frank's bedroom where Frank and his wife are sleeping. Harry stands over Frank saying something about how Frank you, know, you want it all or you thought you could have it all or something like that. Frank wakes up. Just in time, and, and then Harry like reacts and like just starts smothering Frank with his Christmas sack with his Harry, Harry sack. sack. There you go, uh, attempting to suffocate Frank. Uh, a struggle ensues, during which Harry grabs like this star tree topper from like a small Christmas tree that's next to the bed. Cause sure, why not? Um, and then he just like he lets kind of Frank get up, and as he sits up, he just slashes Frank. Across the throat with the the the, uh, the tree star, topper, tree, the, the star tree topper, slicing his throat open. Frank falls on top of his wife, who now wakes up, seeing Frank dead, bleeding out on top of her, and she starts like silent screaming, like she came. She's so scared, like it's like <laughs> yeah. like that. It's, it's, she looks pretty fucking terrified, but yeah. no screams are coming out. No. And this bed, 
Can we talk about this bed for a second? Sure, let's talk about the bed. It's basically a queen or a king, but it's just two twins put together on a queen or king frame. So there's two separate mattresses on one, like, frame. Yeah. So when Harry is smothering uh, Frank with his sack... And he keeps he, he's like kind of bounced up and down. He keeps looking over at the wife, yeah. but she's on a completely separate mattress, so she's not really feeling it too much. Is that what? It, it yeah, was, I didn't notice that part because I, I was like, I was like, how is this bitch not? Gonna I kept wondering that too. Like, how is she not waking and up? And then I realized, this? oh, she's on a completely separate mattress. I missed that part. Of it was so done. subtle, but I was like, that's still pretty clever. Okay, I missed that part. Um, so uh, he, Harry runs for the front door. When he reaches the door, he looks back and sees the two kids standing there smiling at him. Like, oh, there's Santa. Santa. So Harry stands there smiling back. He gets lost in his and like, oh, the kids. Let me. And he kind of forgets what he just, he just murdered a man, murdered their father, <laughs> he killed her dad. But then the mother finally finds her voice and starts screaming bloody murder, like, and that snaps Harry out of it. And he flees the house, gets back in his Santa van, and drives away. <laughs> Oh, God. So now we jump to Christmas Day. We're at Phil's house, the brother. Uh, the kids are playing with all the new toys and watching a Christmas movie on the TV. Uh, the movie gets interrupted by a special news report uh, from the same reporter who reported on the hospital. Is it the Ger- Geraldo, Geraldo Wannabe. Yeah. Um, uh, the report, he's reporting on the murders that took place last night at the church and Frank's murder as well. All been reported. And he urges anyone to avoid. He urges everyone to avoid anyone dressed like Santa. And that's that's the big on movie. Christmas. On Christmas Day. It's like oh shit. <laughs> um, Phil and his wife argue a bit about Henry. Uh, and at this point, I realized it turned out I was wrong. That Phil is actually the younger brother, not the older brother, which may, um, really kind of changes the dynamic a bit because. Uh, when I, in the beginning, you're like, oh, you always think the younger brother's the one that's going to believe in Santa, and he's the one. And so older brother's like, dude, get over it. It's not real. But no, it really kind of met, shows even more how into the Santa he was because it was he was the older one. And right. He was still into Santa. And the younger brother's like, it's not Santa. It's dad or something like that. It's, Santa's not real. Right. And and you mentioned that in the beginning, and I was like, I thought it was the other way around, but I wasn't going to fight it. I was like, whatever. You know, because I, like I said, wine, baby. <laughs> um, so... We cut to Harry waking up in his van now. He fell, he's past, spent the night in his van. He's like covered with toys. He grabs a sack from the back and heads back to the toy factory where he proceeds to break all the toys that are not up to his standards. <laughs> yeah, they, they're all on assembly lines. Like, they just left them. Like, I, I don't yeah, know how factories it, fucking work. But they just, like, turns so, it on, so they're all just smashing on the floor. Yeah, and that's after he starts, he manually breaks up Breaks himself. a bunch yeah, of them, yeah. I can say he turns on the bell and just lets them fall on the floor where they just smash. Which, again, just shows how chilly these things are made. Because they're, you know, hard plastic like that. shouldn't just break from that low of a drop. These Unless it's, just, like, cheap and brittle. Just, yeah, yeah, they just see this breaking apart. Um, so, skipping ahead some here. Phil gets a call from Harry. Harry tells Phil that he should be proud of him now that he's finally found the right notes and that he can play the right tune. So we're going back to this weirdness again. Um, Harry tells him that he's going to play his tune now and that Phil doesn't have to worry about him anymore. Harry then drops the phone and leaves his office at the, at the factory. He's back in his van. Uh, uh, he's driving his van. He runs into a small snow blank for, and just gets stuck. Like, okay, he just runs into a snowbank and gets stuck. It would have made more sense last night when he was drinking and partying, but this is the morning. Yeah. You know, maybe he hasn't had his coffee yet. I guess. 
Uh, or, I don't know, is it eggnog? Does Santa drink coffee? I don't know. I'm sure he does. <laughs> um, that, so guy, he, that guy's a busy man. So he takes <laughs> his hairy sack and gets out of his nice... And, and, this, like, and he gets out and, and he's in this nice, like, suburban neighborhood. It's all lit up with lights. Which, by the way, it's not, uh, not like nighttime again, I think. Or yeah, it's, it's, it's nighttime again. So he, like, slept through most of Christmas Day. Or was at the factory smashing shit. And you're right. It's it's it looks like a nice. No, I take that. It's not nighttime yet. Not yet, not yet. But oh, but it, but the, 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 it, it comes. I mean, he's it, basically there's a point where in my notes where it's like it goes from day to night almost instantly. Like, but it, the lit path that you're talking about, it's like all those plastic, like candy canes, like candy canes or snowmen or Santa, and there's tons of them. It's like there's so it looks many like of a them. Fucking um, airport runway. There's yes, so many that's a really good way of putting it because it's just like the way the street curves and they curve along with it. And I'm like the the the, the, the both the street is lined with all these lights and the sidewalk is yes. lined. With, so it's it's so much light. And, and the houses all have yeah. fucking lights and everything. And I'm like Jesus fucking Christ. The budget for Christmas lights on this movie was through the roof. <laughs> um. So Harry walks for a while, and then he's suddenly sworn by a group of kids. Found behind them is a group of parents who all had saw seen the news report on TV, and they just are like, "Oh my God, uh, there's a, there's someone dressed as Santa." Yeah. So seeing Santa, the mothers all start getting worried and worked up, and they're scared for the kids. Harry kind of knows what's up. He's like, "Oh wait, what's going on here?" Because uh, one of the dads is like eyeballing him, like like giving this thing, like looking for like an opening to like do. Yeah, something. he's like this, he's like your suit is dirty. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, so Harry tries to keep his cool. He continues his Santa act with the kids. He pulls out more presents and gives them to the kids. At this point, one of the fathers pulls out a switchblade. Yes, the eighties. He pulls out a switchblade and starts to approach uh, Harry. Or you know, Santa. the most eighties knife ever. Yeah. Um, Harry warns them not to come any closer. Uh, at this point, more adults have like come out of their homes and are watching all this unfold. But the kids like form a fucking barrier yeah, Harry, on him. The father tells Harry to move away from the kids. The, Harry responds saying that the kids love him and just want someone to know who's good or bad, someone to guide them, someone to take responsibility so they don't have to make those decisions themselves. Uh, the father says, "Get away from them, or I'll rip your guts out." That's the thing you want to say to Santa Claus in front of your kids, right? Which instantly, like Aaron said, the kids rally. Around Santa, they're acting as like human shields. Yes, him they're like they're, they're like arm in arm, standing in front of Santa. Yeah, one girl, the, I guess the guy's daughter, charges the father and starts like beating on her dad, saying, "No, no, daddy, leave Santa alone." <laughs> the father orders the mother to come get the daughter off of her, and so the mom tries to get drag the daughter away, but the but in doing so, somehow the father, the knife gets knocked, the switchback gets knocked out of the father's hand. Um, pissed off, the dad tosses the mom to the snow. Like, fuck you, woman. God damn, you can't do one fucking thing right. Boom, knocks the wife into the snow. Fucking A. So much, like, family abuse in this right, movie. Right, yeah. Spousal and child abuse. Ugh. So, um, at this point, the daughter then picks up the knife, gives it to Harry. <laughs> like, here's Santa. Here's fuck a- up my dad. Here's a switchblade. <laughs> um, uh, it? Uh, uh, Harry tries to run away at this point, and he runs into the father. He knocks the father's down in doing so. And someone, I think he cuts himself or so the suit. So when, when, when this is happening, he's, starting, he's kind of like scuffling through. One of the moms pulls out a hat pin 
And when he like looks at her, she goes, Bah! No, that's that's something else. Yeah, but she like stabs him in the face yeah, with a there's, fucking there's hat pin. Old, it's like a grandma yeah. like, stabs her with a brooch pin or something yeah. right in the face, like right in the cheek. Um, but he, yeah. So Harry runs away as we see a montage of a neighborhood mob forming, complete with goddamn torches. All we need is a goddamn pitchfork. Seriously, fucking torches? Are you kidding? It's night fucking nineteen eighty. <laughs> Who is torches just lying around their house? And, also and not point, like one or this, two, but yo, like there's like dozens. 30 people. At <laughs> this point now, it's magically nighttime again. We went from day to just night, overnight. So it, how long has this search for Harry? It's, this is insane. But there's this montage, like Marshall was saying, they're banging on doors like, come on, we're going to get we, Santa. We, like, yeah. yeah. Let's go fuck up Santa. <laughs> yeah. And like, what the fuck? It, <laughs> It's almost like from Halloween Kills, like evil dies tonight. Yes, yes. Santa dies tonight. Santa dies tonight. <laughs> Santa dies tonight. Dude. <laughs> and that's what's happening. They get a fucking neighborhood lynch mob running the streets with torches. And not flashlights, which makes sense, but fucking flaming torches. So... This goes on for a while. We see uh, the lynch mob chasing there's some cat and mousing going through on through the yeah. street. Uh, with, with, um, um, like I say, he goes, Harry's able to kind of hide here, he hide there, but he, he makes it back to um, his van, uh, and he's able to drive off. Um, he drives over to Phil's house, which I guess is not very far away, apparently. Well, that's uh, the nice part of town. Yeah. Seeing Harry bloody and in a Santa suit, Phil says, I knew it was you. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, way to fucking go there, Phil. Way yeah. to help out the, the community. Hey, <laughs> police, I, I, I think it was my brother. It's Harry. Liz is, nah, I'm not going to do shit. Yeah. I well, knew it was you, though. It's his brother. I yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Harry says he failed and that Phil was right. He's a failure that everyone's rejected his tune. Phil's wife and come, kids come down the stairs. Uh, Phil immediately orders the wife to take the kids back upstairs, which she does. But then she sneaks back down and hides on the stairs to eavesdrop on Phil and Harry. Um, Harry says that Phil never believed in him and no, uh, no one out there believes in anything at all. But all the children love him. And at this point, Phil just loses his shit. He's had enough of Harry. And Phil starts choking Harry with both hands. Just grabs his neck and he's choking, strangling. Like the, the proper you yeah. know, murder strangle. Yeah, he's like, why? And saying like, you're blaming me for all the horrible things you've done because of something I said when I was six years old. And he's like choking Harry harder and harder. The wife's like, stop, stop. But Phil ignores her and he just strangles Harry until Harry goes limp. <laughs> like, damn. And he's standing over like, <sighs> and then you realize, oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, and in that panic, <laughs> Phil picks up Harry drags him out to his van and loads him up in the driver's seat. He's trying to be like, what do I do? What do I do? At this point, Harry wakes up, just kind of looks <laughs> over at Phil and just punches <laughs> Phil in the face and then drives away. <laughs> I fucking loved it. I was like, yeah. And then Phil starts chasing after the van like, Harry, get back here. Um, the lynch mob. Man, yeah, the, the lynch, lynch mob shows up again. They, they've been running for how knows long. Yeah, like, that house is really close by, or they've been running for a while. Right. Um, the lynch mob shows up with their torches, uh, causing Harry to swerve off the road, 
which for some reason also causes <laughs> Phil to lose control of his body because he, no, for some reason, just falls down a snowy hill, or should I say a fake snowy hill, because we see as his feet get caught up in the white fabric sheet that is the snow. It gets ripped up off the ground as I didn't it tumbles notice that. down. How did you not notice that? It uncovers cardboard boxes that are fake snowmounts. If you watch it, if you watch the scene, like right before he falls, it's just some trees and the fake snow, and that's all you see. He falls down the hill. His foot gets caught in the fake snow sheet. The sheet gets ripped up, and now you see like cardboard boxes falling out from underneath the snow. <laughs> God damn! I need to watch that part again. Yeah, um, it's fucking hilarious. Um, it's just. <laughs> I can't. I, it's, it, it, it's just so fucking. It's the most amateur thing I think I've ever seen in like a non-indie movie. Fuck's sake, man! You're amateur. Yeah. So, um, and and okay, and now, holy fucking jingle balls, guys! What happens next is so goddamn jaw-dropping, ridiculous. Ah, uh, so, I love it. I love it. It's fucking insane. So Harry's van rams through, breaks through like a guardrail, like a bridge or something. But instead of plummeting to whatever lies below, like I thought Adam, it was like a water, it was lake, yeah. I thought whatever, it was like a river, river or something, something, yeah. Whatever. But instead of plummeting down there, uh, the fucking Santa van flies up into the night sky towards the fucking moon. As like jingle bells are going, and, and then we hear know. Harry in VO voicing. But I heard him exclaim as he drove out of sight, "Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night." And it fades the black as the Santa van flies into the moon. <laughs> what the fuck? What is that? I don't know, but I fucking love that. <laughs> that is the most insane ending. I'm like, I can't believe this. Because I, what just happened? <laughs> That's Christmas evil. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Like, I swear, like, when I first started, I'm like, okay. I thought we were going to get one of these things, like, Harry is so delusional. He thinks he's flying up. And then we're going to cut the film. We're just going to hear this smash. Boom. Yeah. Explosion. Nope. It just kept on. Kept on going. To the moon. To the moon. <laughs> <laughs> and Phil's just standing there like looking and watching it go. <laughs> so weird. So weird. So weird. So basically, it's saying if you murder a bunch of people in a Santa suit, you become Santa? Oh, you have to believe. You have to too. believe enough. <laughs> but if you have conviction strong enough, you become Santa. It's like that scene in Elf when Christmas cheer like lifts the sleigh. Yeah. And that's, he's got so much Christmas cheer, his whole fucking <laughs> pedo van flies <laughs> off into the night sky. <laughs> fucking loved it. So I guess it, it didn't have horsepower. It had reindeer power. No. Yeah. yeah. And that was lame, but all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, anyway. <laughs> they all can't be bangers, Marshall. I know. Let's you got to gotta throw them out there. <laughs> Let's move on to Favorite Kill. Don't act like you didn't love it. Favorite Kill. All right, so um, what we got, Aaron? Favorite? Not a lot of kills. Yeah, not a lot. Not, not a lot of kills. I'm going to have to go with uh, Yuppie on the church grounds, yeah. like the, the, the toy to the eye. Uh, is the first one. It's I got to say, they were building a good amount of tension up into that point, you know, yeah. and if he finally did it, yeah, that's it. He's no, there's no point of return now, you know. So it it was gruesome. You could you saw it go into the eye. It was good, pretty good practical effects. Uh, it where? was it was done quickly, but you know, it was it was good. Where, where? I think it was in the soft, wet eye hole. Yes. Yeah. It was. yeah. yeah it was. 
All right. I um, saw some ASMR kind of, you know, <laughs> feeling funny. Uh, so, um, my turn. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I'm going to probably go the same thing. I mean, it's, yeah. like I said. It's Frank movie, is my honorable mention. Yeah, I mean, he, he would have to be. Like, the other people that get killed with the hatchet, you don't really see much. Yeah. Um, this movie, yeah, it's not movie isn't that about the bloody, gory kills so much as is the story and, and uh, the other stuff. But, yeah, so it, it's got to be the, the yuppie at the church. Uh, yeah. The bully, I guess. Um, so I agree with you. So let's move on to the odds and ends. Just when you thought it was over. Here comes the odds and ends. All right, ratings. IMDb gives it a 5.5 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes has a 75% on the thermometer, so really high score. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> but it only has a 35% audience score, so that's a big, big difference. Uh, Amazon. Amazon being Amazon, though. Um, 3.5? No, actually surprisingly high. 4.7 out of 5. Damn. Yeah. Uh, plot keywords. There were 121. None of them were really that interesting. A lot of Santa's this, Santa's Christmas, that, Christmas, Christmas. Christmas. Sleigh bells. Uh, the only thing that I did notice on here, I pointed out, it made sense like, because of our, fr- our friends, the Dukes of Spook over at Here Comes the Spooky, one thing that they were doing for a while, is apparently this was listed as a video nasty. No shit. Yeah. Huh. I did not realize that. And I don't understand. I guess maybe back in the 80s, because there's so much stuff, like the River Saturday Night, people were upset about, how dare you have a Santa killer. You mean this was on there? Hello, Nasty! Yeah, List. Guess, yeah, that's it. There you go. Um, I guess that's, that's, point, what, that's what they do. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I, I, I was surprised to see that, so I figured, you know what? Let's I'll write that. That's the only one I wrote down. Let's move on to trivia. Um, there are some things here. Uh, supposedly, this is John Waters' favorite Thanksgiving slash Christmas-themed movie. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, director Lewis Jackson came up with the basic idea for the film after smoking marijuana one night in the, in the 70s and seeing a vision of Santa Claus holding a knife, which makes you think it wasn't weed he was smoking. If yeah, what, hallucinating what the fuck this, were you smoking? Unless that weed was laced with something. I don't think that's weed. Um, all the fake snow was cut a piece of plastic bags blown around by a fan. Uh, other than the sheet that he trips over, that's just a big sheet of white cotton. So, so wait, 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 wait. There's a scene when he's walking up to like Harry's house, and there's a lot of snow. You're telling me those are cut up plastic pieces of plastic yeah, that they're just like, yeah, they're, it, yeah. ew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It looked pretty good because honestly, I was like, boy, they got they got perfect time. Look at all that snow. Um, <laughs> supposedly, Kathleen Turner turned down the role as Harry's sister-in-law or Phil's wife. Um, which I didn't kind of understand. Yeah. I mean, it was a small part. Um, so uh, the the character reporter Ricardo Bauma, Bauma, what basically we're talking about. He was the he was the character of Ricardo Rivera, um, who at this time had yet not yet become a national uh, celebrity. And was mostly Geraldo Rivera. Yeah, Geraldo Rivera was mostly known just on the East Coast of people speaking of which. And here's what we talked about briefly. But the children's hospital, the news report about it, is based on the real-life Willowbrook State School in New York, where children were kept in deplorable conditions for years until uh, investigative journalist Gerardo Rivera exposed the pitiful state of the hospital, which led to its subsequent closure 15 years later. The excavate was called Willowbrook, the last great disgrace in 1972, and earned Rivera a Peabody Award. Yeah, it was it was horrible. Like, I remember seeing it, and it's like, you know, these kids with Down syndrome and they're like locked in their bed or they're just like four of them in the bathroom in a dark room. They just spray them with a hose to clean them. And it's just horrible, horrible treatment. It was like, this is happening in the United States. Jesus Christ. And, uh, you know, I'm not a huge fan of Geraldo, but good on you there, bro. Yeah. 
Uh, I was never a fan of his either, really, but yeah, good on him for that. Uh, three Santa suits were used in the film. Two of them were stolen early in the production of this movie. Um, the Toy Factory Harry Works that was owned by the family of the producer Edward Pressman. Um, and though it was uh, it uh, through, I'm sorry, though it was the success of Halloween, the 1978, that ultimately allowed this film to be made. It was actually written earlier, according accordingly, Lewis Jackson does not uh, consider the film to be a slasher film, but rather a film that has more in common with Frankenstein than a slasher. Which, other than the f- fucking Ma with torches, I'm not quite sure where I see Frankenstein in this. I mean, he's a misunderstood monster. Uh, but the thing with Frankenstein, yeah, but he, the, he, the, he, the, the monster in Frankenstein doesn't intentionally kill people at first. You know, he's just kind of stumbling around doing his thing. He kills the little girl mm-hmm. accidentally because he's not. No one's taught him or showed him. No, he did have an obsession with the bl- little blonde girl at the beginning of the movie. Saw that. Yeah, but, but the- Harry's not made of body parts, so I don't. Know. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm, I, I kind of see a loose connection. I can kind of see it. Uh, now, you, if you, you definitely Sally by accident. That yes, been, yes. That would have been pretty. That would have been a neat twist. Yeah, Not that I'm advocating child murder. You but. could have had that perfect scene when the switchblade comes up, and instead of just some random girl, it could have been Sally, and you know yeah. that that could have you know you know oh my god he accidentally killed Sally. Then he becomes the you know then and yeah that's or something somehow somewhere yeah maybe one of his toys messes up or something I don't know. Um, and then lastly, um, the movie that the children uh, Phil's children are watching is. Um, Laurel and Hardy in March of the Wooden Soldiers, a.k.a. Babes in Toyland. That's the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, that's it for trivia. Let's move on to this week's budget game. They spent how much? The budget game. All right, Aaron. Shit, 1980 money. 1980 money. So, this was released in 1980. Probably filmed in the late 70s. Oh, hold on. Let me get it. Let me get it. There we go. Man, there's a lot of stuff going on in this movie. Um, was it a major th- production company? I Do you know? I don't know. Tommy. I don't think it was. I don't think so, but I mean, I don't, I don't know. There was a factory. There were bars. The there were restaurants. By the producer's family, though. That's right. So. Very. Thank you. But I mean, there's a lot. Still, a lot of shit that's going on. And all those Christmas lights. I'm gonna say a million dollars. One mil. Okay. Um, oh, turn that off. Uh, one million dollars is your answer. So you know, it's the Christmas time. I f- am I giving mood? Yeah, I'm giving it to you. Okay, eight hundred fifty thousand. Oh yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You, got, you didn't even go over. So Aaron, you gotta win this week. I'll, I'll take it. All right, I'll take it. We need to start keeping a tally of Aaron's wins and losses. Um, <laughs> It's not many ways. <laughs> <It's> not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, that is the budget game. So let's move on to Mortal Kombat Combat. At the end of this day, one shall stand, one shall fall. In the end, when the dust settles, who will be left standing after Mortal Kombat Combat? All right. So, 
there are 246 total reviews on Amazon for this movie. 81% are five star. Wow. Only 1% are five star. 1%. So very very one-sided battle. Well, some week. Grinches up in there. But we'll see how this goes. So five stars, starting with Horror Guy. An amazing journey into the complete meltdown of a man built around the Christmas holiday. This is one of my favorite how favorite how wait. This is one of my favorite Holiday favorites. I'm sorry, he raised it right. This is one of my holiday favorites. A, a depiction of a man's descent into insanity that told from the perspective of Harry, a must-own for people that are into dark tales of madness. Five stars. Simple enough. Joe writes, So, another Santa goes bad film, you say? Dot, 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 dot. No! Way ahead of the pack. This one has solid story, likable characters, good directing, and Fiona Apple's dad as the big guy. <laughs> Extra points for this alone. This is a very solid film with an ending you won't believe. Part humor, part fantasy, and all fun. Five stars. We have a celebrity check-in on this one. Is it The Rock? No. Well, well then I don't want to hear it. Okay. It's Will Smith. <laughs> oh, hey, okay. <laughs> uh, never mind. I'll take it back. I, I like Big Willie. Christmas Evil is a Christmas slasher horror flick with the common killer Santa story. I think a lot of people think this is a classic, and I like, and I think it is too. It's not a terrible film. It's watchable. Five stars. (laughs) (laughs) There's always one person who somehow does not grasp the idea of what five stars means. There's always someone who's basically a three-star review. It's watchable. (laughs) Five stars. Uh, For Matthew Gagne. Gagne. Gagne? I don't know. Could be Gagne. Uh, What more is there to say? Fun for the whole family. The best Christmas movie ever. Five stars. You mean we got kids and penthouse magazines and parties? Child child abuse, spousal abuse, wives and children will love it. (laughs) Fun for the whole family. Uh, And on the other side of the scoring, we got the one stars. From Douglas Kaiser, the only title, the only evil is that this movie was made. And he writes, Christmas Evil, a.k.a. You Better Watch Out, is a slow, plotting, boring waste of celluloid. The writing is awful, the acting is amateurish, and the few gore effects are unconvincing. The incredibly absurd ending would have ruined the film if it hadn't already been so terrible. Truly painful to watch. One star. What was that guy's name? Douglas Kaiser. Douglas Kaiser, you're getting a lump of coal up your ass, motherfucker. Mm. From Y. Choi? Chu. C-H-I-U. Chayu. Chu? Entitled, should be titled Christmas Awful. I've seen a whole lot of bad horror movies, but this one is pretty bad. The original box description made it sound like it might be worth watching, but save your money, time, and try something else. There is virtually no action until about 50 minutes into the movie. Even then, it's fairly mild, and there is really not much in the way of FX to speak of. The story is weak, and quite frankly, I just wanted to turn it off more than anything else, but kept hoping it would get better. Well, it did not. One star. Boo. Last two here from first one. Gregor Waltz. Titled, Hot Mom on Santa Action is Bad for Your Psyche. <laughs> Rather like boring time. story about how lying to your kids about Santa Claus can go horribly wrong if your child happens to watch you have sex while dad is dressed up as Saint Nick. Not a slasher or even a horror film, but a depressing and slow-moving personal study of a solitary, mentally ill man who finally loses what is left of his mind. Sad, unfulfilling, boring, and totally not worth seeing. One star. Uh, I can maybe see his opinion. I totally disagree. I think that that's a good story. And last one from Chris. I'm a great fan of John Waters. This is going to be an interesting read here. And I've enjoyed most of his movies very much. 
I was intrigued to find Christmas Eve on his website, and on reading the synopsis, I thought it would be much more in my taste. The DVD arrived today, and having sat through it, I found Christmas Evil to be the biggest movie disappointment of my life. Although not a John Waters production, I thought that having been in- endorsed by him, this would be a good black comedy with at least some of the campy, dark kitsch that is John's trademark. What I found was just unbelievably and embarrassingly awful and lacked just about everything that would have been necessary to deliver what was suggested. Imagine the worst B-movie ever, but produced by an eight-year-old. It extract anything approaching humor, and you have Christmas Evil. I sat through it with fellow Walters fan, Waters fans, and at the end, I had to apologize to them. Beware, all true John Waters followers. Do not waste your money on this film. One star. Wait a minute. Yeah. True John Waters followers. John Waters likes this film. Yeah. And you're saying now you're saying he's not John. Wa- John Waters isn't John Waters enough. <laughs> the fuck is that exactly it's like this is the this is the weird fucking review it's like the man's opinion you know it's like yeah there's people i follow or people i admire people i like and if they like something i don't but it's pretty benign and mild i'm not gonna fucking throw a bitch fit about it <laughs> yeah jesus yeah um so that's that's that what we got so uh let, let's give our sides here what aaron what, what are we uh what are your final thoughts for this? Uh, I'm going to say this a so bad it's good. I really enjoyed this. I was pretty surprised. I was never bored. Story was good. It got a little slow. Sure. You know, I wish uh, things would have picked up a little bit. But it did a good job of, like, making you creeped out by Harry. But also somewhat sympathetic towards Harry. He was a complex character. You know, because you're looking at him peep peeping on you know children which is terrifying you know but at the same time he's doing it from a christmas perspective and it's like he never does anything he never harms a child in any way shape or form and it doesn't seem like that's his intentions but there's still that creepy fucking grossness about it that you're just like uh and your parental instincts kicked in and you want to like you know hurt this guy yeah but you kind of sympathize with him because he's not he's he's doing it from a place of innocence because he's he's a, he's damaged goods. So when you see him snap, he finally does. You're like, all right, here we go. I wish it was a little more, you know, ruckus post first kill. You know, like he no, kills. He's not Wu Tang. He's not gonna bring the. Ruckus. He's not gonna bring the motherfucking ruckus. <laughs> but he kills the yuppies. He kills Frank. And I'm like, okay, well, who else? What? Who else is on the list? We still got that yuppie out there. You know, we still got the boss. Uh, we got his brother. What's going on there? And it it doesn't quite come to fruition, but I did really enjoy it. I still had a lot of fun. Um, you know, if I if I I'd, I could make a few tweaks here and there, but fuck it, dude. It was it was a lot of fun to watch. So bad, it's good. Uh, you know what? <clears throat> I I remember when I first watched this movie years ago when I was trying to pick movies for the show. I think I remember thinking I I didn't I don't think I cared for it as much. And it's like I see why people say it was slow or could be boring. Um. But when I went back and watched it this time, I got to agree with everything you said. Like, I, so bad is good. Like, I really enjoy, yes, it's, it's a slower paced movie, but it's got enough to it, that enough weirdness and whacking, like, what the fuck is, that it keeps you kind of entertained and, like, at least attention. Like, I wasn't, I thought it was good. I like the story. Yeah, it's not, it, there was a little bit more depth of character with, with Harry and is, is he good? Is he bad? He's, you know, he means well, but he does things maybe the wrong way or something like that. 
Uh, and then we start sl- really slipping with the whole, I, you know, this tune, this music. Yeah, like, that yeah. Was that was... I almost kind of wish they'd do more with that in the beginning. Uh, the other thing I wish, like you commented on, I wish they would have maybe, even if they made the movie like 10 minutes longer, I would have been okay with that if they would... But I'd like to have seen him before the lynch mob, all that showed up. But I'd like to have seen him somehow track down Hot Shot and his boss and kill them. Just get a few more individual kills of like people we actually right. know in the movie, not like the random churchgoers. And other than Frank, uh, mm. that's Frank's really the only one in the movie that actual character that gets And at killed. the end of the day, what did Frank really do? He quote-unquote tricked him? I mean, yeah. he said yes. I mean, the guy took a shift. Yeah, so I I wish he would like, another like, 10 minutes just to show, get... Have Hotshot and the boss get theirs. Uh, that would and that would been a few more kills. Uh, would have been a little bit better. But <laughs> overall, like yeah, it's just, I mean, and then I mean, it's also kind of like you see the, the like I said, I can't believe you missed it, but the, the fake snow yeah, fell falling totally, the hill is totally hilarious. And the insanity of the ending with the fucking van just flying off into the moon is priceless. Here's something kind of funny. So like I said, I was drinking last night. I was towards the end of the movie. I was you know like okay, I gotta stop drinking, and I went to bed and I woke up in the morning. I was like, okay, so the movie we watched, okay. And then the lynch mobs chased him and he gets in his van. He drives away. And I'm like, what the fuck happened to him? <laughs> what happened? What, how, how did the movie end? I'm like, it was right there at the end. What the fuck happened? And I think what happened is I was watching. I'm like, I don't fucking believe this. <laughs> Your mind and my learned. mind is like, nope. No, this did not happen. <laughs> this did not happen. It's too unbelievable. You are too drunk. You need to go to bed. <laughs> And then when you were telling the description, I'm like, oh, yeah. Really oh, happen. shit. Now I remember. <laughs> it really <laughs> happened. So, yeah, I, I do think this is definitely worth watching. I think it's a good Christmas horror movie. It's, it's not like a complete slash or like some of the other Christmas horror movies you see nowadays. But I definitely think it's worth watching. It has its place. Uh, so there it is. So bad. It's good from both of us. Um, that's going to do it. We're going to wrap it up. So, guys, uh. Merry Christmas! Yeah, continue to have a good holidays, and uh, we'll be back soon. We got another uh, Christmas horror movie coming down the line. And spoiler alert: we are wrapping up a franchise. We are fine. We're getting Silent Night, Deadly Night Five, bitches. That's coming down the pipe next. So until then, watch more horror movies, and remember to always keep it tight.